musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. This is the Conquer Local podcast, a show about billion-dollar sales leaders, marketers leading local economic growth, and entrepreneurs that have created their dream organizations. They want to share their secrets, giving you the distilled version of their extraordinary feats. Our hope is, with the tangible takeaways from each episode, you can rewire, rework, and reimagine your business. I'm George Leith, and on this episode, we welcome James Muir. James is the founder and CEO of Best Practice International and the best-selling author of the number one book on closing sales, The Perfect Close. James is a 30-year veteran of sales, having served in every role from individual contributor to executive VP. And his mission is to make the complex simple. He has an extensive background in healthcare, where he's sold to and spoken for the largest names in technology, including HCA, Tenet, Catholic Healthcare, Banner, Dell, and others. Those interested in learning a method of closing that is zero pressure and involves just two questions and is successful 95% of the time, stand by. James Muir coming up next on the Conquer Local Podcast. James, excited to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us from uh, beautiful Salt Lake City today. And, uh, you know, I went through the bio in the intro, but I'd love to hear from you. Tell us a little bit about your organization. Wow. Well, um, there's two organizations. BPI is Best Practice International, and that's the side most people uh, probably on your show would recognize me from. But I'm also the CRO for a holding company, and uh, I manage a, a sales team myself. Uh, there are 20 of them, and uh, they're busy working away here while we're doing this interview. So we specialize in e-commerce. Oh, that's awesome to hear. I love talking to sales experts that do. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got you on the show, and um, I, I got to ask, 95% close rate, two questions. What's the secret, James? <laughs> that sounds like a pretty bold claim, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, actually, there's a, a study that was done by a company called Gong.io. You might know them. They do. They specialize in outbound calling, and they analyzed over a million calls looking for the answer to this question: What's the best closing approach? And after analyzing over a million calls, they determined that the perfect close, which I'm hoping we'll share with your audience here, um, is hands down the best closing approach, and that their top performers are actually doing it about three times per hour, which should suggest to you that it doesn't get old the more you use it. The other thing I think people would like to hear is that it's no pressure. It's no pressure uh, at all. So it's very comfortable to use. You know, as you can tell, I'm not a spring chicken. Um, and I remember all of the, <laughs> not all of the sales training that I've had because some of it was horrible, but I do remember over the years, you know, okay, here's the five tricks that can get you a deal across the line or, you know, the, the most definitive comments that you can make to improve your income and basically all the crap um, that, that has to be deprogrammed out of sellers. And I love that you made the comment that it's no pressure. So let's unpack that a little bit. Why, why do you believe that it's no pressure? And, and, and is that, that's a good thing, obviously, from what you're saying. 
Well, I think if we just share it, that, that your audience will realize that it's no pressure. But I, I think the, a surprising stat is that about 50 to 90% of all sales encounters actually end without any anybody asking for a commitment at all. And um, that's, to me, like a mind-blowing statistic. I mean, why is that? And if you ask me after uh, I've read every book and I've done all these, this uh, research, and what I answer that as uh, is that um, most people, when they go searching for a way to get a, con um, a commitment from a customer, they search on the internet and about 99% of what you find on the internet is actually super bad advice. It's already been tested. It's been researched out. And in most cases, it'll actually hurt your chances of getting a sale rather than helping you get a, uh, get your sale. And, um, and so the, the reason that that is, is because we see ourselves um, trying to use one of these techniques, like an alternate choice close or a yes, that closer. There's a million of these different closes out there. And, we instinctively know that every one of those um, approaches damages trust, right? And we don't want to damage trust. What we want to do is we want to have long-lasting relationships with our customer, right, that last a lifetime. And so since we normally can't think of a good way to ask for commitment um, that doesn't involve, you know, damaging trust, most salespeople actually don't do anything at all. And, uh, and so that's that's why I think that statistic is so high. So when you when you give folks a um, a way to do it that's non-confrontational, uh, um, it makes it easy for them to try, and it works. And so hopefully we'll be sharing that with your with your audience. So I love the fact that we set this context behind it because when I look at it, I'm like, boy, that just makes sense. I can see it in the notes here, so I, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But why I wanted to leave the context in there is, you're right. The majority of salespeople don't ask for the business. The majority of the salespeople don't do proper discovery. The majority of the salespeople are afraid to ask for business because it might, the, the deal might leave their pipeline. And uh, <laughs> so there's all of these fears that we have to overcome. But now when we get you, and we're gonna do drum roll, and we're gonna do it up here really good, and you, and you give us the, the nuggets, I want people to understand that it really is this simple and it's not a bad thing to ask for the commitments. Do you agree with me on that? Hundred percent, right? We're trying to help. We're trying to serve a customer, and so the, the problem is that selling is so has been so dysfunctional that there's only there's only one career that is, has a lower trust factor than salespeople, and that's politicians. That's it. Where even lawyers are higher than salespeople oh, wow. on that, if you say, right? And so um, we go into every interaction basically a, a suspect. And, uh, and so we have to overcome that in order to get customers to move forward. But we're trying to help them for their own good, right? So the best way to think of yourself and selling, by the way, is it's not about persuasion. It's not about manipulation. You're just facilitating a decision on behalf of the customer that's in their benefit. It's a win-win benefit for you and them. And so if you once you understand that you're just facilitating, you're basically a coach. And you're just coaching them to get the outcome that they're looking for. Once you understand that, there should be no hesitation in um, in asking for any kind of commitment because everybody wants to have a coach, right? We all love to have a coach to help us get to what we're going for. And so that's that's all we really are. Well, James, when I was prepping for this episode and reading through your material in your book, I knew that you and I would be kindred spirits because I believe everything that you've said to a <laughs> T when it comes to sales. So here it is, the long-awaited the two questions that lead to a 95% close rate from our guest, James Muir. Okay, here we go. Let, maybe I should qualify that because that, that claim seems so outrageous. When I say 95% successful, what I mean is that you'll either get a, you'll either close it or you'll get what I call an advance. And I, I didn't point that term, by the way. So if you've never heard that term before, uh, a man named Neil Rackham, who conducted the largest face-to-face -face sales study ever conducted, 
had the term, had to create this term uh, after all the research that they did, because what he learned is that nine out of 10 sales interactions don't end in, in a win or a lose. That's not what happens. What happens in nine out of 10 sales interaction is we either um, get the sale moves forward in a little way, right? So instead of getting a big close, if we get a contract, or we get an order, uh, in nine out of 10 times, we're, it's moving forward in a little way, or you, you, you get what he called a continuation, which is a situation where the sales doesn't die, but it doesn't go anywhere either, right? So he, he coined these two terms. So using the questions we're going to share here in a second, uh, um, you will either get an advance, right? Or you'll actually close your deal every single time you use it, basically. And uh, the first question is very, very simple. And all you're going to say, oh, maybe I should say this. Before, um, before you go to any interaction, you should have an idea of what you want the outcome to be. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to happen, you know, at the end of this call or at the end of this meeting? And, um, and you should have an ideal advance, What's the best outcome? And you should have a couple of alternative advances just in case your ideal advance doesn't turn out to be realistic for some reason, okay? So with that prep, you'll be ready to use the two questions, okay? And so the, the first question is just this. It's, does it make sense for us to X, okay? Does it make sense for us to X? Where X is your ideal advance, whatever, you know, right? So maybe that's, uh, does it make sense for us to do an SEO analysis or something like that, right? And uh, so the SEO analysis in that example is, the advance that we're asking for. Now, there's only two things they can say, right? They're going to say yes, they're going to say no. If they say yes, awesome, you just got your advance and you, you don't even have to use the other question, right? If they say no, then what we're going to do is we're going to use one of those other two advances that we prepared, okay? And when we do it this way, it's called a fallback. But basically, we're just going to say, all right, um, you know, some other clients at this stage do this other thing. Does it make sense for us to do that? Okay. And what we're doing is, again, we're not manipulating, we're just facilitating decision making, especially, it's especially important, by the way, when um, people don't make the, the decision that you're asking them to make very often, right? If they, if they don't change who's doing their marketing very frequently, they, they don't really know what a good next step is. So you suggesting a next step is a very helpful to them, right? Now, you can fall back multiple times, which is why you have multiple advances prepared. But basically, the last question that you can use, and by the way, you can just go straight to this. So when we say there's two questions, it's, does it make sense to X? And then this other thing I'm going to share with you, which is, what we're going to do is we're going to throw the ball back to them. And the, all that we do to do that is we just ask the customer, okay, well, what do you think is a good next step? And what will happen in 90% of cases is the customer will suggest a very logical next step for where they're at in their buying process. And customers are always comfortable with their own next steps, okay? So literally, if, if you didn't even use the fallback, right? If you just ask, hey, does it make sense for us to X? And if they can't come up with anything or say no, and you just say, okay, what do you think is a good next step? You'll end up with success 90% of the time. And there are other variations of the perfect close that'll help you shore up that last 5%. But the truth is 90% is a, an astonishingly high success ratio. Now, that doesn't mean your sale closes immediately. Sometimes it is, right? It doesn't make sense for us to you know, sign the paperwork or whatever. But um, this is the thing that allows the customer to feel like they're in control, but you're coaching them along in the process. And so what will happen in every one of your encounters is they'll all be they'll all be moving uh, towards closure. And so instead of having deals that st get stall out, and then you're trying to figure out how to, how to rekindle them, every one of your deals will just be moving forward. And that's actually what happened to me. I'm actually an accidental salesperson. So I discovered this whole thing by accident. So the thing that I love about this is you are putting the emphasis on the prospect 
to give you more information so that you can move the deal forward rather than pushing. It's like, oh, well, if I drop the price 15%, would you get the thing done? Like, no, let them ask what the next step might be. And the next step might be, well, I, I don't know if I like the pricing or I don't know if I need all these features or, you know, you're, you're getting feedback from the customer. And I, I got to share this with you. I was at this training years ago with a, a Xerox sales trainer. And I think that anybody that sells photocopiers and that's their train, that's what's on their resume. And then they build a training career is probably pretty good. Right. And the, the trainer was like, the, the deal that I don't like is when I don't get an objection, Like you ask a question and there's no objection. It's like presenting to a Sphinx. And the reason is you have nowhere to go. And I think that these two questions also help you with that because you start to see where the prospect is in their journey by these questions. Yeah, it's actually very um, important insight what you just said there. Uh, but the, if you get right down to it, the thing that makes it magic, and it's very easy to be deceived. The questions are so simple, right? It, to, to get a, you, you could get confused about what it's really doing there. But at its core, does it make sense? Is actually a timing question. It's not even a closing question, right? You're just saying, is the time right for us to do this thing? And and by by the way, if if that's more comfortable for you, you can just say that instead. It will work just as well. It'll work just the same. But um, and, and it means that regardless of what they say, you haven't actually asked them for a commitment yet, but they can clearly see the direction that you're headed, mm -hmm. right? So if they say, yeah, that makes sense. You go, great, let's get our calendars out and schedule, right? Or whatever it is, the advance that you were looking for. And so uh, again, doing it this way, it tells you where the customer is. But if I said, Will you meet with me? Or can we do an SEO analysis or whatever it is that we're, you know, our advance is? And you say, no, now you're, now you're back to square you're one, stuck. right? <laughs> yeah. And so this, what this does is it puts them, uh, it basically telegraphs what you're going to ask before you ask it. And, and it lets you test to see is, there, is the time right for it. And if that, it is awesome, you keep moving forward. By the way, instead of falling back, you can add on too if you want. This is like a, a bonus tip. If they say, yeah, that makes sense. You can add on the other advances that you've prepared. You could say, well, sometimes clients at this stage also do this other thing. Should we do that too? And if they say yes, you could do it again. And then what you say at the end of that one, with the fallbacks, you, you say, what do you think is a good next step? Okay. With the add-on, what you do at the end is you say, um, are there any of the logical steps we should be considering right now? And what that lets the customer do is um, they can suggest some logical stuff that maybe you didn't even think of. And uh, me and my team were working with this outfit in Sierra Vista, Arizona. It was a clinic. And we were meeting with uh, the CIO and his IT team. And I got my things listed, right? And I go, well, um, you know, we actually, we didn't even think we were presenting to the right people, by the way, on this one. We we thought uh, that the right people were was the executive team. That's who was going to be making the decision, right? So we, our advance, our ideal advance was to meet with the executive team. So, you know, when it comes time, I say, hey, well, does it make sense for us to move the executive team? We can get their input and feedback. He goes, yes, that's a great idea. I'm like, woohoo, cha-ching, right? So I just looked at my list. I go, all right, well, you know, a lot of clients at this stage will have us um, schedule time for our technical people to talk about the conversion. Does it make sense for us to schedule time for our tech people to talk? He goes, yes, my guys are super worried about that. I'm like, wow, okay, cha-ching, right? And um, and so I, I look at my list. I go, you know, I, th I think we've got everything we need here for like a preliminary proposal. Do you want me to put together like a, a preliminary? proposal so you can get a feel for the scope of the project he goes yes that would be you know that would be a great and i'm like wow i'm spent i'm three for three right so i just asked him that last question i just shared with you and uh, i said well are there any other logical steps we should be considering right now and you'll never believe what this guy said he he looks around like like he's gonna say something secret right and he kind of lowers his voice and he goes well, well james is there any chance i can get a copy of your standard agreement because 
our legal people are kind of slow. <laughs> and so good slide, right? It's a great side. Great so, side. Yeah. So I, of course, on the outside, I'm cool as a cucumber. Well, of course, I'd be happy to get you a copy of our agreement, right? But on the inside, I'm like, yeah, baby, are you kidding me? Of course, I can send you a contract. <laughs> and so th this is the crazy thing about it. Um, in the, we didn't even think we were presenting the right people. So I never even dreamed that sending a contract would emerge as a logical next step for this. But this is the way that this perfect close thing works. If you, if you prepare the, the, uh, the advances, then you can either slow down to match the pace of the customer or you can speed up to match the pace of the customer. And you've got these questions at the end that let them take it as far as you want. So obviously the add-on's the most fun, right? Because in a smooth and zen-like fashion, you just keep going on until you've matched the pace the customer's ready to go. Well, and, you know, the one thing that we hate doing is leaving money on the table. So if, you know, by adding those add-ons in now, you can actually enhance the deal rather than having to come back and expand it later, or maybe having somebody else that we're going to offer those items, right? They might get the deal if, if you weren't providing them. So some great learnings there, James, and, and I love how simple it is. And I had not heard the analogy of advances before. So now you got me thinking about how many times did we not get a deal across the line that I didn't properly prepare my advances? Uh, there you go. One of the things I love about hosting the show, I learn something every time when I get to talk to folks like you. Um, appreciate you joining. And one thing we always love to get our guests to do is if we want more James, how do we get more James for our listeners? Well, for, despite my last name being a four-letter word, um, it's kind of hard to pronounce sometimes. So uh, the domain, if you want to go to my website, is puremuir.com. It's P-U-R-E-M-U-I-R.com. And if you go to the resources page, by the way, right now, we're, there's, there's a way for you to get uh, the Perfect Close book which has everything we talked about and a lot more uh, on it actually at no cost, right? Just, you just pay for the shipping and we will we'll send it to you. So that's a, that's an option. But even if they don't want that, they can sign up for the newsletter and there's an entire bundle of free resources that they can get at the same time. Our guest this week, James Muir, his mission to make the complex simple. Thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast. This staggering statistic, it, it still shocks me. 50 to 90% of sales calls result in the salesperson not asking for the close. Now, why is that? And James covered a couple of whys. People don't want to damage the trust. They don't want the confrontation of asking for the business. And also, I believe that they don't want all the work that they went through to get that deal into their pipeline and moving it through the pipeline to end in the deal leaving. So they're reluctant to ask for the business. So these two very simple questions allow you to move the deal forward without risking some of that damage. And, and I love it. And they're so simple. Question one, does it make sense to X? Now you're going to have to have a list of what X is. And that's why we need to sit down and map out what our advances are going to be or what our suggested advances are going to be. And we have a chance to fall back or to advance after we ask this question, because if we say, does it make sense to X and they go, no, it doesn't. There's a really good chance that they're going to give you the reason that it doesn't. And then you can go back and address that issue. That's why I like, I dropped the comment about the Xerox sales training person. I've never for forgotten this. The, the deal that we hate is the one where we don't get an objection because we have nowhere to go. And that's what question number one allows us 
to find out is where is the temperature? Where's the prospect at in their journey? And then we can ask a follow-on question and, and that's all upsell. Now, I don't necessarily like upsell because that's all about us. It's a potential expansion or other problems that we can solve for the prospect. So that's where people that I have dealt with in the past have also liked to discuss why at this time. Or in my last three partnerships that we developed, we worked on Z or Z, if you would like. So we've got X, Y, and Z, and you can see that we're adding on to the deal as we move it forward. And then I love question number two. What do you think is the next step? Now, if we ask question number one, as you heard James say, does it make sense to X? And we get an answer that maybe we weren't expecting, then we can put it back onto them and say, what do you think is the next step? And then they usually provide a logical next step in their eyes. And that gives you the ability to mirror the prospect and understand where they are in their journey. If you like James' episode discussing the best practices in closing a sale, let's continue the conversation. Check out episode 449, A Mind for Sales with Mark Hunter, or episode 437, Every Job is a Sales Job from Dr. Cindy McGovern. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest discovery by Zoe Schneider. Marketing by Rory Lawford and Nicole Lozon. Produced by Suleiman Adam. Executive producers Brendan King, George Leith and Colleen McGrath. Recorded at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.